0: Good morning. Welcome to Daily Devotions. Our daily devotion will be in the book of Luke, chapter number one, right at the beginning. And uh, we're going to look at Luke's gospel with the thought of declaration. Now, I've got something with me right here. This may look familiar to you. It's kind of hard to see it might be, but it's a declaration card. If you travel out of country, you fly anywhere, you come back, you normally have to declare what you've got. There's a spot there for any goods like meat or vegetables, different things, your date of birth, who you are, who you're traveling with. Uh, the list goes on. This is a declaration card. You have to legally declare anything that you have when you come into this country. And we're going to look at that, that thought this morning uh, on, on declaration, declaring. And right at the beginning of Luke's writings here and Luke's gospel, uh, Luke had a unique, he, he's unique compared to all the rest of the Gospels. Uh, his, his research was extensive when it came to compiling information about Christ. The interviews that he took and different things and the way that he approached, approaches Jesus as the Son of Man, him being a doctor. And um, we see some things in Luke that the other three Gospels don't, don't necessarily record. And uh, we'll start reading from the very first uh, verse of chapter number one. It says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of things to come, which are most surely believed among us, even as they believed or even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. It seemed good to me also, having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very first to write unto you in order, most excellent Theopolis, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Let's let's bow for a quick word of prayer as, as we get into this passage. Heavenly Father, I pray that you use this time I pray that your word would go forward, and I pray that it would encourage and it would feed those that are listening, Lord. Allow the Spirit of God to give me the words to say. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So Luke begins his gospel by declaring the facts uh, of life and ministry of Jesus Christ. The Christian life is not merely a man's idea, but it's based on historical fact. As Luke interviews eyewitnesses, the events of Christ's ministry, ministry were declared in three ways. And first of all, one of the ways that uh, his ministry was declared was was by the declaration of Christ. And first of all, we see here in verse one and two, it says, "For as much as ye, for as much as many have taken in hand." to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us even as they delivered them unto us which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word so we see here the the first way that, that there was a declaration was there was a it was declared by first century writers it was declared by first century writers as you see in verse 1, as it says, this phrase, to set forth in order, it actually means to put together in order, to arrange, to compose, um, and to compose. And when it says declaration, in the Greek, that, that comes from diages, uh, which suggests a narrative composed of notes that are compiled into digests, uh, and then circulated. So first century writers held held some, some weight in this matter. But secondly, it was declared by first century believers. Um, Luke acknowledges first century believers as another source for his material. During this accuracy of Christ's life and ministry and uh, his ministry on earth, there there was accuracy in it. Uh, if we continue on reading, for as much as have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among us. So the first century believers, I mean, they they most certainly believed among us. They were the ones that, that firsthand got to see God work. I mean, could you... Could you just imagine being able to travel around with Jesus Christ or just even being at one of the sermons? Imagine being there at the Sermon of the Mount. Um, Or the calming of the sea. You're in the middle of the sea and Christ says, peace be still, and it it just calms. Or the casting out of demons or the cleansing of lepers. Uh, But most of all, I mean, imagine being there for for Christ's crucifixion. He was... Put on the cross. He was bloody and bruised, and he was on the cross. And maybe those people were there when Jesus said, It is finished. And he gave up the ghost. And the earth began to tremble. And the veil was rent in two. Could you imagine being there for that? Some of them, they may have lost hope when he was put into that tomb. Day one, the Savior's defeated, they were thinking. Day two, uh our Messiah is gone. But on the third day he rose. And 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 for them to see Christ die and then go to that tomb and see the stone be rolled away. I mean, they were eyewitnesses. And so first century Christians, uh they were it was declared by first century Christians as well. And you know, I, I've often thought about the, the tomb and how it says it's been rolled away. I wonder if it was just Merely rolled a couple feet away, so Christ could get out. Oh, I wonder if that tomb was just kind of placed in a certain area for people to know that no man could have done this. Perhaps, perhaps there was no there was no trail of that stone to where its location sat. I don't know, but maybe, perhaps, maybe I don't know. Uh, but it was also, thirdly, it was declared by first century ministers as well. The Bible says eyewitnesses, even as they uh, delivered them unto us from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. So we, we see here that there was eyewitnesses, that eyewitnesses are, are the apostles. Um, this was Luke's primary resource information about Christ's life. These men uh, had seen the resurrection and had been present for most of the Lord's ministry. So, so Luke is is interviewing them. He's getting information. He's co- collecting information. He's gathering uh, information so that God could, um, it could be in, then inspired as God led. In um, the word, word here, The actual word, word, literally means gospel. So they were ministers of the word, ministers of the gospel, the account of Christ. But secondly, we see the determination of Luke. Look at verse 3. It says, and it seemed good to me also, having had a perfect understanding of all things, from the very first to write unto thee in order, most excellent, Theopolis. So we see the determination of Luke. He was a determined person, but it didn't come in his own determination. It didn't come by his own will or his own uh, personality. Um, the, the Bible says there um, in verse uh, 3, And it seemed good also unto me, having had a perfect understanding. You know, and that, that type of understanding of, of the life of Christ and, and doctrine, it doesn't come from, from us. That perfect understanding is actually inspired of God. And so all scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable. And inspiration me, literally means God breathed. And we have the inspired word of God, we have the God breathed. And he, he breathed uh, his word um, so, so the determination was by the spirit, perfect understanding. The Bible says in second Peter one and verse 21 for the prophecy came not, uh, in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy ghost. And that's how inspiration takes place. Not, uh, from somebody writing, but God using that person as an instrument, to accomplish his will and his word. And so you, you may be a skeptic uh, about the Bible and you may have some doubts about it, about inspiration and God using, you may say man wrote the Bible and Luke, is, Luke wrote the, go- the gospel of Luke, Luke wrote it. But God used him to write it. God inspired uh, Luke to to pen those words. So you may think something like uh you look look at a house. There's many houses being built in Canada right now, um, and you look at that house. You say, "Who built the house?" You would think you would say, "Well, man built that house. A man built it." You say, "Well, no, not necessarily." I mean, the hammer. Man used the hammer to build the house, right? So so it's kind of the same with the word of God. You think, well, the man built the house, but he used the hammer to build the house. God inspired his word, but he used a tool to get it done, and that was man. So God, God used a tool, and it was man to accomplish his will to get his word printed and on paper. It was also declared by first century ministers eyewitnesses but secondly here there's a determination of Luke and I read that there's another there's another verse about the scriptures and it's found in second Timothy 316 all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in, in righteousness secondly by experience by experience It says it continues. If you continue reading, it says from the very first, it seemed good to me. Also, having had a perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order. So Luke was there. I mean, from he had experience, and there was experience that that uh, that that Paul wanted, or that um, Luke wanted, and we see that in the life of Paul. Um, for more than two years, Paul's imprisonment at Caesarea took place. And Luke had to change uh, to meet and interview many of the apostles and other eyewitnesses of Christ's ministry. In 1 Corinthians, Paul himself bears record of many people who saw their own, with their own eyes the resurrected Christ. And we see that in other portions of Scripture that was not written necessarily by Luke. But this, this portion of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, and verse 5, it says, And that he was seen of Cephas and of the twelve. After that, he was seen of 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto his, uh, this present. But some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James. Then of all the apostles... At the last of all, or at the last, all he was seen of was of me as one born out of due time. So he gives a list of people that, that, that witnessed the, the return, the, the resurrection of Christ. Um, but also by order of events, it says there in, in that same verse, in order, in order, Meaning, he intentionally recorded the events in chronological order, making his gospel easier for us to follow. <clears throat> First John 1 verse 1 says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. So we looked at the 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 declaration of Christ. Who declared it? Uh, The determination of Luke was determined by the Spirit, and he was he was setting things in order, and he was interviewing people to compile uh, information about about the life of Christ. But what about the doctrine of this declaration? Or what was, in other words, what was declared? What was being said here? What was the message? <clears throat> we continue on reading that thou mayest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So Paul is writing these things that we may know. We may know the certainty that we may know what's going on here about how to, how to live, what to do. Does God have a plan for my life? How do I approach that? And so this, if we continue on reading, we get into verse 5 and 6, and it gets right away, verse 5, it says, There was in these days Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias. Now, who was Zacharias? John the Baptist's dad. And we're getting into John the Baptist, his birth. And, and right away, right after, we're talking about chronological order, right after we're talking about declaring Christ, We're talking about John the Baptist. Now, what was John the Baptist's job? Why was he put on earth, really? To make way, to to pave the way for Christ, ultimately. To make straight the way of the Lord. And the declaration gets right into John the Baptist, but it's pointing. It's pointing to Jesus Christ. And we continue on reading chapter 1. And in chapter 1, I mean, just the first 26th 26, 26 verse, um, it, it's talking about an angel going to Mary. And then it talks, it talks about, in verse 28, And the angel came uh, in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And verse 31 and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. The declaration here is not about man's thoughts or man's uh, will or way. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's, it's all about the one who could set a person free. It's all about the one that can forgive sins. There's no other name in heaven whereby we must be saved. There's no other name that could forgive sins. There's no other God that could cleanse sin. Jesus died on the cross to forgive, to to redeem our sin, to forgive it, to pay for it. It all starts with Christ. And in Romans 16, verse 21, now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. But now is made manifest by the Scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known unto all nations, the obedience of faith. So that's where it all started. All nations declared to all nations. That's that's part of the Great Commission. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all nations. The name of Christ is to be declared to all nations. And it starts with Christ and it ends with Christ. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. So as we open the book of Luke, kind of just like an introductory uh, section here. As we open the book of Luke, we are challenged with three questions uh, from these few verses. Number one, the declaration of Christ. Do you believe? The determination of Luke, he accomplished his work through the Holy Spirit. And the doctrine of declaration, the gospel, the good news, is that thing that we should be declaring. Going back to our declaration card, it is important of its utmost importance. In fact, it's illegal if you don't declare that which you have government wants to know what you're bringing into the country. Well, in the same way, God wants you to declare Christ to a lost and dying world to all nations. It's only possible through the Holy Spirit's help. May that be your prayer this morning. Would you declare Christ to a lost and dying world? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you For this time, Lord, as we look at those few opening uh, verses in Luke, pray that you take that and bless it, Lord, and help us to be a people that declare your name, for it's worthy to be declared. In Jesus' name, amen.